It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson here with you on a Tuesday. Jason Walker with a day off. He's getting some work done on his teeth. Uh, while it might be fun to have him in here with a, a mouth full of uh, whatever it is they inject him with to make it all numb, uh, that could make for some interesting radio. Maybe hard to <laughs> maybe hard to understand what he's saying. It'd be fun for me to watch it happen. Probably have drool coming out of his face or whatever, but... Uh, probably best that he's not here. So we're uh, hoping for a speedy recovery. Everything goes well. Nothing major. Don't worry. But uh, certainly there's a lot more that's uh, going on and reactions continue to take place with uh, the, the post-game comments from head coach Blake Anderson. He took to uh, to uh, to radio today to try to clarify his comments. It wasn't an apology, but he did add some context to what he said. And so I ask you, is that enough? Are can we are we good to now let that be in the past and moving forward or does more need to be said or done from Blake Anderson based on what he said and and how he said it uh, after the game uh Saturday night. Uh for those who may have missed it, basically uh, his comments today the the first half was about praising the fan base and an exciting atmosphere. It's why he chose to come here. Uh, he's had great interactions in the community since he's been here. He's open to criticism. That's why he does press conferences and coaches shows and luncheons where people can address issues or concerns that they may have. So he's open to those things. But he took issue with... The, the 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 negativity that was being directed to one specific player. And never had he ever seen anything like that in his entire playing or coaching career. He said there were grown men leaning over the rails going after one of his guys. And his players are reacting like, can we go back at these guys? Can we chirp back at them? And basically he said, no, keep your eyes and your ears forward. Let's focus on the game. And uh, so afterwards, he's upset. Look, I would be too. I just got my butt handed to me by a, an FCS team. But he directed that frustration to the fan base. And there were boos. There were a lot of boos. They started with, and that's the context I think that's missing. Part of the context that's missing from the fan side here that coach isn't recognizing is that that, that started when there were consistent third and long plays run the ball in the middle of a pile of people with no result. And that that was consistently happening over and over again. It wasn't working. They weren't winning the one-on-one matchups that way, but they were committed, come hell or high water, that's what they were going to try to do. 
That's where the fans started getting upset. That's where the booing began. Compounding that was the quarterback that was struggling on the field. Threw three interceptions. One of them was a pick six. And whether that's all on him or the wide receivers, as Jason and I talked about yesterday, there's a little bit of both that's going on there. Uh, It's not all on Logan Bonner. But the fans started to direct their attention towards that specific coaching decision to keep taking Logan Bonner out onto the field and not making a change to try something different to give his offense a little spark, something different, to give the defense something else to think about. And so the the boos were starting to become directed towards Logan Bonner. Not because him as a player, but because the coaches kept putting him out there. And then there were cheers that that erupted when Cooper Lega took to the field. So that's a difficult thing to differentiate while you're in the heat of the moment, on the field, in the middle of it all. And the coach saw it as fans were booing his specific guy. And look, he's going to stick with his guy. He's a guy who won the Mountain West Championship. who set records for Utah State. He's a gamer. He helped lead Utah State to multiple victories that in normal Utah State historical circumstances, they had no business winning. And that's frustrating when you see a fan base turn on a guy that quickly with just three games in. So I get his frustration. He added context that the the people, you know, leaning over the rails and going after his guys, he's going to stand up for his guys. And he should. A coach should stand up for his players. But what was missing is that, um, you know, taking the responsibility and, and an apology uh, to uh, to those who who were there and who were upset. Now, he recognized, look, we're not a good team, and we've got to fix that. That's on me and my coaching staff. And uh, they've got a short amount of time to get it fixed. Um, Is is this team broken? Uh, We'll find out next Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next. It's too early to tell. There's still a lot that can be done to get this team back on the right track. It's a very short window start improving things and give themselves a shot, but it's possible. So based on what you've, if you've heard it, if you've read the transcript, you've heard me talking about what he said, does that change your opinion at all about how you felt Sunday, Monday, after hearing his uh, his comments and his reaction to the game? 435-339-0321. We'll get into more than just that this hour. Several Aggies. A former Aggies in the NFL from the opening week. How did they do? Uh, look back at the weekend that was through the NFL. Um, the Utah Jazz front office, uh, Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck met with the media, had some really interesting things to say, revealing about last year's team and uh, motivations behind what's going on right now with this franchise. And then some uh, new Jazz players really performing very well in Eurobasket, and a tournament going on uh, over in really it's being taken place in Berlin right now. But uh, some some new jazz players performing very well for their, for their countries in this basketball tournament uh, over in Europe right now. 
But, uh, again, I want to get to your text. Love to get your reactions to what Coach Anderson said today. I, I give him credit. He didn't have to come on and, and address it today because there's no press conference. There's no game this week. He could have gone radio silent. But he needed to come forward and say something. Otherwise, this would just get worse. So I give him credit for for coming forward, taking time to at least add context to what he said. Did he go far enough? That's still a question that is left unanswered in my mind. But I'd love to get your reactions to it. 435-339-0321. This is from uh, 2417. says he doesn't need to apologize for defending his men, but the fans, other than the ones attacking individually, don't need to either. Okay? Um, Yeah, I I, I get that. Uh, I have no problem with him defending his guys. But I think you're right. Fans, fans have a right to stand up for why they were feeling frustrated and why they voiced their frustration. Uh, five eight seven nine. We still have yet to play a conference game. We have to remember the expectation that John Hartwell hired Coach Anderson under is that the expectation is to win the championship. We need to focus on the Mountain West games and downplay the non-conference. All of our goals are still in front of us. Go Aggies! Yeah, well, that's absolutely true. It absolutely is correct. The, um, the the goals of this team are still in front of them and have not been dashed, right? You can still compete for Mountain West Conference Championship. But how this team looks right now, do you feel like that really is a goal that's achievable? That's a big question. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's going to be a tough stretch once they get going again. But UNLV... Should be a beatable team. Well, that's what we thought about Weber State as well. Uh, 2197. The offense stinks. Coach needs to find the magic green playbook. Now we all know why he closed practices in the fall camp because the offense is Brent Guy era terrible. But the focus on the fans was the wrong move. I, I, I look, I didn't know at the time that there were grown men leaning over rails and going after his specific players when he said the comments that he said Saturday night. I didn't know that context. It it changes it a little bit for me, but not entirely. Um, I still think that the, the frustration of the loss should not have been directed at the fans. There was a lot more at play there, but um, unfortunately that's how it came out. Uh, 7854. Two questions. First, would the uh, Boo Birds have quieted down if the Aggies tried to do other things on third down and not been successful? And second, is this not an overall example of how sports fans are starting to cross the line, feeling that they are entitled to be as aggressive as they are? So, uh, great questions, by the way. Thank you, uh, 7854. On to the first one, the Boo Birds absolutely would have quieted down if Utah State started to do things differently later in the game. But um, as the game went on, it seemed like it was a commitment to the established game plan, and we're still going to try to do it. And um, if regardless of what, you know, if the personnel's not working, well, we're still going to try the game plan. And so that's, that was frustrating. And so had there been some success and things changed, yeah, absolutely. People would have cheered and been 
applauding the, the, the change. They still would have been upset that they got down like they did. Believe me, I, I don't question that at all. But if things turned around and started to have a little more success, yeah, and you see something different on third down that starts to work, absolutely, that goes away. But the fact that it didn't, that it continued to be problematic, that there was a a, a commitment to personnel over uh, making the right plays or, or trying to adjust the, the, the game plan according to how the, pers- the other, other personnel uh, were doing it on the other side of the ball, how Weber State was approaching the game, that's where there, or I was frustrated, and I know a lot of other fans were as well. Uh, to your second point, um, fans crossing the line, feeling entitled to be more aggressive, uh, we're seeing this in – in several other cases, um, it's, it's becoming more problematic. People think they can say or do whatever they want, and they're entitled to really gross opinions. But, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. It's unfortunate that it happened. It's also unfortunate that others didn't shout them down and uh, step in and tell them to knock it off. Uh, and I know that I have heard on social media there were people who did try to stand up and say, hey, stop that, uh, but not enough. Not enough stood forward. Uh, 2151 texting in. Growing man leaning over the rails yelling at USU players needs to be put in their place. That's total BS. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That, that's totally unacceptable. I mean, those are your guys, right? Uh, Get upset at the coaching decisions, sure. But don't go after the individual player. Come on. I mean, that's that's totally inappropriate. Out of line. Totally out of line. Uh, 9315, does NIL make people feel more like it's okay to boo at players because they can be paid like pro athletes? Uh, I don't know anyone in their mind who's thinking that. But if you are, Okay. But, uh, no, I don't know anybody in their right mind who's thinking that. Because, look, Utah State players are not getting that kind of NIL money. Come on. That's not happening here. Uh, There might be some guys who get some, and good for them. But to do that, I mean, mean, we're we're moving in that direction where they basically are paid professionals. But I don't think that, that still doesn't give you a right to go after an individual player like that. Um, you know, if you go to the NFL, you go to the NBA, and you're a paid professional, that uh, that is different. I still think you have to be careful about going after an individual player, but um, you know, be upset about the coaching decisions, but don't go after the player. Uh, five eight seven nine. Yeah, look at that whole investigation with BYU about fans. We don't want to be there. We already made national news to this. Uh, to this moving story uh, for the, we already made national news for this moving story. Um, well, yeah. So look, the, the BYU thing. Yeah. Like we said earlier, one bad apple can really mess up the whole, whole fan base. Now they, uh, an extent, extensive investigation there real revealed that, you know, didn't uncover any individual who could be named who was saying those things, and to BYU's credit, to the Western or the West Coast Conference's credit, to CNN, 
Stephen A. Smith and several others um, kind of walked it back and said, look, realized, hey, look, there was an extensive investigation here and nothing was found. And to those who jumped on it and tried to put another black eye on that institution uh, unfairly, without evidence, and those who walked it back, you know, that included Jason and I, um, I, I applaud those who did that. Uh, 5879 uh, clarified, uh, we've already made national news for this booing story. <laughs> okay, thank you uh, for the correction there. Appreciate that. That does, that does make a little bit more sense. Uh, 3261 texting, and I did call him out. I was very vocal in my response. Um, yeah, that's, and I appreciate that. You know, and uh, hopefully there were others that will do that. And hopefully more can stand up and call them out. Because, look, you don't, you don't go after the individual players, not in college. Right? If you want to do it in, in the professional setting, that's a different discussion. But not in college. Be upset with the coaching decisions, but don't be upset with the player. Be frustrated with the play, but not the player. Okay? Yeah, that's just, it crosses the line. And I can understand Coach Anderson's frustration, why he said the things he said, uh, if that was going on. He painted with too broad of a brush, as I've said. But um, how this team responds and moves forward, what the Saturday uh, with UNLV in town, not this Saturday, but next, that's going to reveal a lot about this program and where they're at and how they're moving forward. Hopefully, you know, they're using this to galvanize each other and, uh, and come together. It, it, look, if it has to be us against the world that gets them together and doing what they're supposed to, to listen to the coach and do what they're asked to fully execute their position, fine. I think we'll all be fine with that. But until then, we wait, and we don't know. Uh, 9315 texting in. Imagine how much uh, more this could be if they had, uh, or how much worse this could be if they had alcohol in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, it, it could have gotten ugly. That could have been bad. Uh, 6436. Uh, it appears some West Side Stadium fans are a bunch of self entitled bozos. Please ask Coach to move the team back to the east side of the stadium. Props to him for telling his players not to engage with those fans. And you know what? I wonder, you're not the first one to, uh, to, to float this idea because uh, we, we noticed that a few times last year also that while there may be an advantage to having the, the student section in good nature heckling the opponent right underneath them, we've also seen that student section provide a lot of energy and juice to the home team when they're right there with them. Because they look back in the stands, they see people they know. There's my friend. I go to school. I go to class with that guy. She's in my uh, she's in my dorm. You know, so they they feed off of that energy. And so I wonder if it may be something that's uh, and should be considered and seriously looked at. Should the team move sidelines? Because they don't get a lot of energy, and this is pretty consistent in the places around here. When you put the team against the sideline with all the season ticket holders, they do have you know, some energy, but it not like the students. They're not on their feet. They're not as rambunctious and energetic, and maybe that's something that this team just really needs right now. 
to really have a passionate group of students right behind their back, helping them out, giving them encouragement. Would it have been worse over there? I don't know. I mean, hard to know. Would they have been upset by the same things? I mean, there were boos coming from all around. I, I, I can't identify where which sections had more boos than others. But uh, that may be something that should be seriously considered and looked at for this coaching staff moving forward for this season. And look, all cards should be on the table right now to help move some move this team forward. Uh, five eight seven nine. We need to give Coach A all the benefit of the doubt. We got a winning racehorse here. Let's bet on him. Ooh, I like that. Five eight seven nine. Look, this is a guy who went through a lot in his personal life and uprooted his family, made a career move, and came to an unknown place, walked in into a bad situation. It was a bad situation that he was walking into. A a team that forfeited their final game of the season because they were upset about decisions with the coach. There were players. There was infighting. Uh, there was issues in the community. I mean, it was it was bad. And he turned it around quickly and built a winning program right away. And so this is a this is a coaching staff that knows how to get things done. I think that there, in spite of all of that, more personal tragedy came into his life. And I can't imagine the 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 pain. And the personal emotional distraction that, that that creates and continues to create over time. I've I have been personally touched by suicide, but it wasn't my own child. And that would be really, really hard. And I wonder, and I've questioned this in my mind over the course of the last several months. I wonder if Coach Anderson is is if he's finding joy in his life, it's it's really tough to go through having a suicide in your life. And when we talked to him a couple different times in the off season and at the start of the uh, fall camp, guy got emotional when we asked about his personal well being. He broke down, and it was tough. And that's not for show. That's not to get gain sympathy points. So, I mean, this is a guy that's got a, gone through a lot emotionally. I wonder if, you know, football can be a, a, a positive, constructive distraction. But if it's not going right, if he's trying to find, you know, leaders that aren't there and players aren't listening to him or his coaches or listening to each other, and it's just compounding the problem and making it even more difficult. So I, I worry about, you know, is this a guy, is this a man who has joy in his life right now? And he needs to find it somewhere. And you know, I'm not saying that it, fans should uh, you know, be excused for what they said you know, and how they're voicing their frustrations. I, like I've said, I understand and I feel like a lot of those boos were warranted. But... Um, that, that's a guy who's gone through a lot. And I think we need to extend him personally a little more grace than what we have. 
But by all means, if you disagree with that or have a different take, the the text line is open. We've got a, more texts that are coming through. We'll get to those. Uh, we got to take a time out here in the full court press. We want to continue to react to the, the comments that were made today from Coach Anderson. There are other things we want to get to. Utah Jazz in the news. Uh, some former players as why they were shipped off. And some new players and how they're performing internationally. It's kind of exciting for the Utah Jazz and how they're doing. So we'll get to that coming up next on the Full Court Press in about three and a half minutes from now. Grant the Mobile Automotive Repair. Look, this this guy, he's on the go, and he's ready to get your car repair tackled quickly. So he's locally owned and operated. He's certified. He knows what he's doing, and he can respond quickly and come to you where your problem is. You don't have to try to figure out how to get your vehicle to the shop. He'll come to you to help figure out, diagnose the problem, and really help get it going again. So call him today, 435-229-4345. If you've got a car problem, give him a call, 435-229-4345. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. We are Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. Our home is your home. We are more than an organization of healthcare professionals. We are proud members of our community. Compassionate, quality, patient care is our mission. I am Jason Jones. I'm a proud member of the Aegis team. At Aegis, we're dedicated to character, experience, and trust. Aegis Home Care and Hospice. We will ensure you experience the difference. 435-723-9000 or find us at myagis.com. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerick's. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerick's, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerick's find jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerick's. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's an ACC-SEC clash. The 24th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies host the 13th-ranked Miami Hurricanes. Hyatt's Greg Daniels joins Steve Berline and me for a top 25 battle. Can Texas A&M rebound after an upset loss, or will the new-look Canes find a way to get it done on the road? If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday night at 6.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 5151. 
Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Once again, Jason Walker is off for the day. Getting some mouth work done. Teeth getting fixed. Just a, a filling came loose. That's never fun. So Jason's getting that done. Uh, getting back to the text line, appreciate the texts that have been coming through the last two days. You guys have been awesome. That's what makes this show so much fun, uh, interacting in real time with you guys as to the different things of the day, certainly hot topics the, over the, what happened over the weekend with Utah State, both with the loss, how it happened, and then the comments that were made afterwards. Coach Anderson uh, went to and expressed some some clarity as to why, or I should say some context as to what he said, what he said. Uh, defending, he will never apologize for defending his players. Uh, wanted to clarify that it was he was upset with some fans, not all fans. He loves the Aggie fan base and appreciates what they've done, and it was a big selling point for him and why he came here to Utah State. But uh, there were some there were some people in the west west side of the stadium leaning over the railings and going after some of his players specifically. And so that's where he drew uh, where he uh, drew the line. Now, he didn't address that fans were booing because the commitment to run the ball on third and long right up the middle into a pile of people without success. But he did say, you know, we're not a good football team right now. We've got a lot to work on. Very important week, week and a half really, for – this Utah State football program. Uh, all right, getting back to our full court press text line, 5879. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know why we are getting all of this uh, negative fan attention. Right now there is an investigation going on about the University of Utah co-ed fans showing up topless. <laughs> so bizarre. Yes, two, two women show up to the Utah game this weekend and no shirts, nothing. Uh, they have a big U painted on their chest and torso, and they think they can just get in with just with body paint and <laughs> just walk in. They're going through the tailgate, talking to people, getting food, getting into the game. <laughs> I mean, this goes on for a while, and eventually somebody comes forward and asks them to either cover up or leave. And the university had to issue a response today like, oh, uh, <laughs> we're investigating this. But yeah, it's kind of a weird, weird look for the University of Utah. Uh, five two five three. These are kids, all in caps with exclamation point. No, it's not little league, but grown men don't need to be cussing out eighteen year olds playing a game because it doesn't meet our expectations. Why are these kids acting like the adults in the room by not reacting to the forty year old children throwing a tantrum in the bleachers? Kids playing games aren't the kind of thing that mature adults yell and scream and verbally assault others for. Amen to that. Look, fan behavior at sporting events, outside of 
a professional setting or even a collegiate setting, it's a problem, right? You remember this last spring, UHSAA basically put everyone on notice for soccer? Like, if you don't behave, you can't come. You will no longer be allowed to come. Fan behavior and even some player behavior is getting out of hand. We have to get better. We have to be better with how we treat other people and uh, and not go so explosive and get in other people's faces all the time. My gosh. Uh, 9952, when season ticket holders cross the line with visiting teams, they can't uh, kick out the fan because they pay for the tickets. Students can be kicked out because they don't pay for tickets. I was told this by a USU official. Uh, That's bizarre because you season ticket holders did pay for the tickets. I know it's a weird way they do it where you make it. You don't really buy the tickets. You make a donation. It's a weird. uh, I disagree with how that works. You can't buy tickets. You have to make a donation to the athletic department to give you the right to buy tickets. I think that's a, you know, whatever. Double dipping, but um, but th- look, the they should have every ability to kick out anybody in that stadium if they cross the line. To suggest that one person can be kicked out while another can't, then you got to revise your your bylaws if that's true. Uh, Nine three one five. I think my USU Aggies are great. Just shouting at the rooftops, go Aggie football. There you go. Nine three one five. We need a lot more Aggie fans like that. Uh, 8739. Let's change the subject. Listen to some of the comments from the Jazz press conference. I thought it was BS. Did not believe Danny. I think Quinn knew what was coming, and he got out while the getting was good. Uh, interesting comment there. Yeah, thank you for changing, getting us uh, pivoting to a different topic here because we need to get to some of this. Uh, there were some interesting comments from Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck yesterday. And... Let's play some from Danny, and uh, we'll get some reactions from from Justin as well. But this is probably one that um, stood out the most for me in his comments yesterday with the media. Uh, And really, frankly, the first time Justin Zanuck and Danny Ainge spoke frankly about why they're making the moves that they're making. When I came in midseason, you know, I had obviously – Follow the Jazz from the outside before I got here in December, um, but I wasn't sure how good the Jazz were going to be, and I was curious and optimistic. Um, but what I saw during the season was a group of players that really didn't believe in each other, like the whole group. I think they liked each other even more than was reported. I think there was, um, but I'm not sure there was a belief. That they and so I, when we got to the playoffs, I thought, well, this is a team that's had some disappointing playoffs, and maybe they're just waiting for the playoffs. And so I gave them that benefit of the doubt, and um, but it was clear the team, you know, did not perform well in the playoffs again. And, and look, some people say, oh, that sounds like BS, but watching the players on the court, uh, particularly on the sidelines, sitting together. They they did not rally for each other. They were not cheering for each other, by and large. It was such a stark contrast in the Dallas series. That Dallas bench never sat down, which was annoying, and some of their behavior was, I believe, crossed the line on reports of what they were saying. But that was clearly a team that was 
together, rooting for each other. The Utah sideline, somebody comes off, and they sit down. And they're all sitting down, watching the game play, and when their number is called, they stand up, go check in, and go play. But something cool happens. Mm. Yeah, Good job there, buddy. They weren't on their feet going crazy, supporting their team. It it was pretty obvious to me watching later in the season that that was not a team that believed in each other. I agree with Danny Ainge there. Justin Zanuck, he kind of voiced the same thing. In the NBA life cycle, um, this was kind of a touch point for us to, to make a pivot. And to do that, we wanted to give the organization every opportunity to build the greatest base of flexibility, young players, and uh, assets going forward to make really good decisions so that we could reach the ceiling that we want to get to. And that's when a title here. Yeah, very short window there for the Jazz with the, the roster that they had. And um, they had the best record in the NBA, and they couldn't get past the second round. But okay, run it back, bring everybody back, let's try one more time, and it got worse. So Utah was in this playoff purgatory, good enough to make the playoffs, not good enough to get new talent through the draft, and in a position with the market, really, that's difficult to attract free agents to, there aren't very many options. And the, 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 the salaries were very high. There were no future draft assets to try to restructure the, the roster as it was. So they had to be aggressive and do what they did. Painful and frustrating, but they had to do what they had to do. Ah. Uh. I agree. Uh, More comments from them I want to get to coming up next. And then uh, a look in as to some of the future jazz players that are going to be on the roster and how well they're performing internationally. Kind of exciting. Um, And to to see their development and how well they're playing internationally. Really, against some good competition. This this isn't FIBA World Cup where you're playing against low-level teams that aren't really going to go anywhere. There's some quality NBA players, all-stars, that are in this tournament. And uh, how are the jazz, these jazz players performing? We'll update you on that coming up next on the Full Court Press. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. The people have spoken. Steel-coated epoxy floors of Cache Valley has been voted gold medal winner for 2022 Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row. Known for their extremely durable floor coating systems, they can completely transform your concrete. Garages and shops, porches and patios, they coat it all. With over 25 years of operation, Steel-coated epoxy floors is Cache Valley's premier coating professionals. Contact Steel-coated floors of Cache Valley today. Find them online at steelcoatedfloors.com. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance, service and sales west on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. 
S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from S.E. Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to seneedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. It's game time, and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mountain West Motors, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs there, which have all been specially customized for your next adventure. So go check it out, 615 North Main or mwmotor.com. So Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck met with the media yesterday to talk about some of their decisions about blowing this team up. Uh, sending off two perennial all-stars to different teams in exchange for some young talent, future assets, trying to position this team uh, in, in a new way. As Justin said uh, earlier, right going to the break, that uh, it was a, the window to compete kind of passed them, so they had to do something different. But I want to clear. I thought there was something else here from Danny that I want to play. That some teams will intentionally tank to try to win the lottery, and he clarifies that is not Utah's position. Um, a lot of franchises have had great success and failure by just losing and drafting and, you know, continuously. Um, that's not our intention, so I'm way too old for that personally. But um, I think that, I think that um, yeah, we'll, we'll just being ready, just being opt- opportunistic, when opportunities come, we have assets, like you said, for many years down the road. And he's right. I mean, Utah has a lot more leverage, a lot more opportunity to make deals and make moves based on players they currently have on their roster, young up-and-coming talent, and future draft assets. And to that, Justin Zanuck really kind of pointed to the fact that you know they, this team has a lot of flexibility in the future. So I think we have the most unpredictable protected picks under control until 2029 in the league. What those picks represent is not necessarily, oh, you're going to keep them and just select them. It just opens up multiple opportunities of conversations combined with flexibility to, you know, acquire players or move them to speed up a process to, you know, slow it down. So just I look at it as a lot of different cards that you have a chance to play and be involved in these conversations where if you didn't have these picks or you didn't have the flexibility that we will have in the future, that you're just not simply part of any of those conversations, which 
we went through over the last couple years of being, you know, asset poor and really capped out in terms of our talent. And, you know, by design, we wanted to give that group as, you know, multiple opportunities to try and go win it. Um, when it became apparent that there was a ceiling and an expiration date to that group, this is what you do so that you can be a part of those conversations um, no matter how you can now we can build a team with multiple ways it's not just the draft it's not just free agency it's trades as well so yeah i think it gives this franchise a lot more flexibility without having to rush to the bottom because they've got a lot of future draft assets they don't have to rush to the bottom they can they have a access and opportunities that they didn't have before. So uh, it's an interesting concept, uh, and pretty much it was a universal, <laughs> unanimous decision among that uh, front office that, look, this, the players individually are working hard themselves. They believe in themselves, but they don't believe in each other. They don't believe in the team. And so changes had to be made. Um, and that's... Hmm. That's tough. I mean, it kind of echoes some of our other comments that we've been making about another certain team. But um, they don't have to run to the bottom and try to just play the lottery game. And um, look, there, there's some young talent here that's coming in that, look, are they going to be all-stars? Mm, probably not. Uh, at least not right away. But they can be exciting. And they, they, it would be interesting to see how they play and how they fit in with Coach Hardy's system. Now, one of those is Larry Markinen, one of the players that came over in the Cleveland deal. And he's playing for his home team, home country, Finland. And Finland was in the quarterfinals of Euro Cup or, or Euro Basket. And it, they're there because of Larry Markinen. Not a lot of Finns in the NBA. But Markkinen is third overall in points per game at 27.9. I mean, that's we know what Luca did. He dropped the 45 or 44 point uh, performance against France not too long ago. So, I mean, there's a lot of NBA talent in this uh, tournament. Laurie Markkinen is number three in points per game. He's number nine in rebounds per game at 8.1. He's number four overall in efficiency. Now, they just lost to Spain today. They had a lead, and they lost the lead and ended up losing the game 100-90. to But he it's not because he wasn't trying. 28 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals uh, in that uh, quarterfinal match today for Finland. So they're out. Spain advances to the semifinals. Germany beat Greece, and so Germany advances as well. The other teams waiting to find out. One of those involves another future jazz man in Simone Fontecchio for uh, for Italy. Right now, he's number 11 overall in efficiency, eighth in points per game. He's averaging about 19.2 points per game. He's shooting about 43% from three. Uh, watching his highlight reel, guys making some great passes, great reads, great scoring. So kind of exciting to see some of these new additions for the Utah Jazz and how they're playing internationally. So, I mean, does that mean Utah Jazz are going to be a playoff fringe team? Uh, I don't know just yet. I mean, there's still maybe some more moves to be made. If Boyan 
Clarkson and Connolly stay on this roster, they could still be a playoff team right on the edge there. But if they get moved, well, then it depends on who comes in to replace them. But uh, I think it will be some exciting and fun basketball to be played. Uh, 4781 texting in. You know what frustrates me? The fact that half of the fan base moved on immediately after Rudy was traded, but most of the fan base is still sour about Donovan Mitchell being traded. Why is everyone moping over someone who didn't even want to be here? Donovan wasn't uh, brought in like Rudy was, or bought in like Rudy was, and it showed it's time for a new era in jazz basketball. Rudy was loyal and always bought into the program, always give him credit. That was a guy that um, loved his time here, was always appreciative. Um, Donovan, I think a lot of people are trying to read between the lines on some things, but look, Donovan was a great ambassador for the Jazz and for the state for a while there. I think he soured on a few things with when he got waded into the, some political arenas. Um, but uh, look, he was a dynamic player, 25 and 5 a night. Uh, it's those are hard to replace in the NBA. Uh, I will miss them both, and I will wish them both well. Sad to see them both gone. Now, at the end of the year, after the playoffs were over, I said one of three things will happen. Either Quinn will be gone, Donovan will be gone, Rudy will be gone, or some combination thereof. I never would have guessed all three would have been gone. I, I did not foresee a total shakedown like we've seen so far, and they're not done. Uh, expect more to uh, to be done with the Jazz. And uh, interesting to see how they move to try to get a team that has a future. Oche Ogbaji, I'm excited about him. That's a, that's a great pickup. Colin Sexton, can he become a facilitator and help his teammates, or is he going to play hero ball? That's a big question. If he can mature and help his teammates, he's going to be a great player. So, and I like these other new additions and how well they're performing right now internationally. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Some other things to get through. Uh, Aggies in the NFL. The opening weekend is now in the books for the NFL. Several Aggies performed and played for, for their team, some from teams that they've been at for a while, and some in new places. How well did they do? Well, it's uh, coming up next on the Full Court Press. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, Advanced fireplaceandstove.com We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street. Open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. 
pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204. Today, see store for details. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business, and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. It was the best offer. Um, I think for them, they, they saw an opportunity to add to their team and open up a window with, with Donovan and a young, uh, young group. I think they're going to be very good. And... You know, you have to to get a, a good return. You have to give up something good as well. Um, they certainly gave up a lot, and um, meaningful for them. And it was a meaningful, meaningful trade that we liked as well. That's Justin Zanuck saying. You know, there's speculation. Did did Utah just take the Cleveland deal despite the Knicks? Well, it sounds like they just took the best deal that was available. And uh, certainly has the Knicks reeling and their fan base reeling. But, hey, that's okay. We don't mind. Uh, Hey, to the NFL, opening weekend of the NFL is now in the books. And uh, several Aggies got a chance to see the field uh, for their team. Some of them, teams they've been on for a while. Some of them, some new teams. Uh, Jalen Davis, his third year with the Bengals, uh, saw some special teams action. Eight special team snaps. Keep an eye. Good to see him back on the field after a shoulder injury in uh, in the preseason. Played a total of 16 special team snaps and then recorded a tackle. Uh, Dallin Levitt, uh, he actually got in on the action too after having a shoulder injury. Played a total of 16 special team snaps. Um, Patrick Scales, 10 special team snaps for him, the center for the or excuse me the long snapper for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Nick Vigil for the Cardinals, three tackles. While uh, playing 36 defensive snaps, 12 snaps on special teams. So he's in a new location there for Air- with Arizona. And uh, Bobby Wagner, as we talked about earlier, seven tackles for the Rams, including a tackle for loss and a sack, plus a quarterback hit, and was uh, on the field for all 59 defensive snaps for the Rams. So uh, not bad for former Aggies playing on NFL rosters. Most of these guys on special teams, but those are great opportunities to Continue to see the field and create growing opportunities uh, for uh, expanded opportunities on a roster. Uh, several other guys on practice squads. Dominic Everly for the Lions. Kyler Fackrell for the Ravens. Devin Tompkins on the practice squad for the Buccaneers. Darwin Thompson on the practice squad for Seattle Seahawks. And Derek Wright on the practice squad for the Carolina Panthers. So that's an update on the Aggies in the NFL after week one 
of the uh, of the opening season for the NFL. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Full Court Press. Tomorrow we'll get into uh, a look at some more things coming up this weekend uh, for the uh, Mountain West Conference. NFL, uh, get your reactions to the opening weekend as well and uh, more about what's going on with this international play for these jazz players. Until then, have a great night, everybody.